This sicha is a sicha of Rosh Hashanah and Vav Tishrei. Vav Tishrei being the yartzet of the Rebbe's mother, Rebbe Tzimchano. And as we'll see, the whole sicha is about the aftoira of Chano, the mother of Shmuel. So the Rebbe starts off the sicha by telling us that the aftoira on the first day of Rosh Hashanah tells the story of Chano, the wife of Elkano, who originally doesn't have a child. She comes to the Mishkan and Shiloh, she davens for a child, and eventually she's given the child Shmuel Hanavi, as Chazal tell us that it was on Rosh Hashanah that she was remembered. And some even say that the tefillah of Chano actually happened on Rosh Hashanah as well. Now, of course, the point of the Aftoid is that we take some sort of lesson from the Aftoid in our Avoid generally and specifically in regards to the day when we're reading this Aftoid. And so too would definitely be true in our case that this Aftoid that we're reading about tefillah Chano has some very important lessons and specifically, and specifically regarding Rosh Hashanah and even more so regarding the davening of Rosh Hashanah like the davening of Chano. Says the Rebbe, in order to explain this, we're first going to examine the story a little bit. The story is told in the Haftoira, how originally, when Eli HaKoyen witnesses how Chana is davening, she's whispering quietly to herself, he says to her, how much longer are you going to be drunk? And Chana says to him, no, my master, I'm not drunk, I'm pouring out my heart in front of Hashem. And the Rebbe asks a few very, very basic and fundamental questions. How could Eli Akoyan make such a street, extreme mistake from a lady that's pouring out her heart in front of Hashem and think that she's drunk? Point number two is why I would tell you to record this mistake that Eli Akoyan made. And finally, if Eli Akoyan thinks she's drunk, why doesn't he just immediately stop her and throw her out of the Mishkan? Why is he waiting for her to daven and then having this whole dialogue with her? Says the Rebbe, this tells us that Eli did not consider her drunk in the physical and literal sense. What he really meant was, you seem to be drunk within your davening, you're taking it overboard. And this is not appropriate standing right now in front of Hashem. And Chana is responding, no, you got it all wrong. I was pouring out my heart before Hashem. And in this case, it's actually not a negative thing, but a very positive and great level of davening. And this then will be the connection to Rosh Hashanah, because as we're going to see, this is all going to help us understand something very fundamental about our davenings on Rosh Hashanah. Says the Rebbe, in Rosh Hashanah's davening, we seem to have two very, very opposite things. On the one hand, we're davening a Rosh Hashanah for all of our needs, both physical and spiritual. On the other hand, we know that Rosh Hashanah is very much about accepting Hashem as our Melech. Shetam lichuni aleichem, crowning Hashem as our Melech. And as Chassidus explains, that this is associated with a feeling of tremendous, tremendous bitul, feeling nullified, dedicating ourselves to Hashem, which is a time where we're totally not thinking about ourselves at all, and this bitul itself is actually what brings out the desire of the king to be the melech. Now these two things seem to be opposites. On the one hand, we're supposed to be standing with tremendous bitul, not thinking about ourselves. How is it that at the same time we're asking for our personal needs? That means on the one hand, we're having in mind that that's what we're supposed to be thinking, that Hashem should be giving us what we need, and we're really feeling our own mitzis, our own existence, and our needs. And at the same time, we're being told we have to be standing with tremendous bittel. The Rebbe says, you might argue and say, or ask, that the same thing is true in our davening all year round. On the one hand, we're standing in front of the king by Shmuel Nasser, on the other hand, we're asking for our needs. But the Rebbe says there's a huge difference. During the year, where the king, so to speak, Hashem has accepted to be the king already, now he's running the country. So yes, now the people of the country, as they are a Metzius, they are asking the king to take care of them. 
But our Rosh Hashanah, when we're standing at that stage where we're trying to get the king, we're trying to get Hashem to be Melech, the Bittul needs to be to such a great extent where we don't feel ourselves at all. How is it then that we are asking at the same time for our personal needs? Says the Rebbe, a fascinating thing. When a Yid is asking Hashem for his needs on Rosh Hashanah, it's not for his personal benefit that he's going to have from it. On the contrary, it's part of his avoidah of tamlichuni aleichem. It's part of warning Hashem should be the king over the whole world. Because we know the whole reason Hashem creates the world is that the world should be a place, a dira, a place for Hashem. We are asking for the gashmis of the world so that we could work and and transform and bring this world to Hashem, that Hashem should be ruling over it. And the Rebbe says, every single person has his own personal sparks that are connected to him, that are in various different Gashmi's things. And this is what the person is asking. Together with being king over the whole world, he's asking Hashem for these Gashmi's things so that he could be bringing it to Hashem. So therefore, this request is not coming because of selfish reasons. In fact, it's coming from the depth of his neshama, just like by Hashem. The desire of Hashem to have a place in this world is connected to the very essence of Hashem. The same thing is true by the Yid. The very essence of the Neshama is the one that wants to fulfill this task of making a place for Hashem. Says the Rebbe, this is all very nice and good, but seemingly you could ask, here we're speaking about every ordinary Yid, which is asking for his needs, and not necessarily we all have these greatest kavonis when we're asking for these needs. In fact, when we are asking for our needs, the mitzvah of davening is about... We feel what we need, and whether it's health and parnosa. So how we, we suddenly say that it's all for these most spiritual reasons, just to make it a place for Hashem, for Hashem's needs, so to speak. And the Rebbe says that would all be well, if we were told our Rosh Hashanah, just forget about yourself a little, get all spiritual, get all um, involved in Kedusha, and don't think about yourself at all. And it's very possible to do that on Rosh Hashanah. This is a special time, a special closeness for Hashem. So forget about yourself and just have that bitul to Hashem. But how do the two things go together? Think about your own personal needs and ask for them, and at the same time just focusing completely on the bitul to Hashem. Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this based on a very interesting Torah that the Baal Shem Tov teaches. And the Baal Shem Tov says that when we feel physical hunger and thirst on an everyday basis, the real reason for it is, is because our neshama is feeling a thirst to the godly spark that's in that food or drink, which belongs to us, the spark belongs to us, that we need to elevate. And that's the real reason why we're feeling the physical hunger and thirst. Says the Rebbe, exactly the same thing over here. When a Yid is pouring out his heart on Rosh Hashanah, asking for his needs... He may not be aware of it, but the real reason is coming because it's an expression of the outpour of the soul, the hunger of the neshama, to make this all a place for Hashem. In fact, the reason why the Yid is getting so emotional and excited and begging for Hashem, you know, with all of the requests of Rosh Hashanah, is only because it's such a deep cry of the neshama. That means even though the revealed reason, the simple reason is because we are net, Gashmi is the people and we feel more the Gashmi is the needs, but really is because the Neshama recognizes that right over here is the ultimate connection with Hashem within those Gashmi is the things to make them, to dedicate them to Hashem. Says the Rebbe, now we could start understanding why the Haftoira of Chana is on Rosh Hashanah together with what Eli says, how much more are you going to be drunk? What was Eli saying? Eli was arguing the same point we were mentioning. Eli was saying, if you're standing in front of Hashem, you're davening. You're in Kaidi, by next to the Kaidish HaKadoshim. Seemingly over here, this is no place to be asking for your own personal needs to think about anything of yourself. Even something very amazing and great, asking for a child. Especially if you're doing it, what seems to be a state of drunkenness, meaning completely lost inside of yourself, thinking too much about yourself, 
when you're standing in front of Hashem, you should be forgetting about yourself. Just think about Hashem. Says Chana, I was pouring my heart, my soul out before Hashem. Meaning to say, not only wasn't it coming from my own personal desires, this request, and I'm standing in a state of drunkenness, just the opposite. This request itself is coming from the deepest part of my neshama. It's because my neshama is thirsting to be so connected to Hashem and I want to dedicate this child to Hashem as she goes on and says, that's the whole point of why I want a child. Says the Rebbe, here we have a very strong hayra in our personal avoida into a we daven a Rosh Hashanah. On the one hand, we said, but deep down inside, we all want to, we want, all want the Gashmis and the Ruchnis for the right reasons, but we needed it should also come out in a more revealed way as well. We're standing and asking Hashem for our needs. There's always that Ailey, so to speak, that's calling out and say, why are we thinking about matters of Oilam Haza in a time when it's crowning the king and so on? And nevertheless, no, we do ask for the Gashmis and things. And in fact, this itself, this argument of Eli helps us to bring out what Chano said. That you know what? It's not about ourselves. It's not about our own personal needs. This is a, really a call and a cry from the depths of our neshama, which is one with Hashem. And just like in the case of Chano, when she said this, this completely removed Eli's argument. And in fact, he turns to her now and he gives her a bracha that Hashem should fulfill all of your requests. So to Hashem will fulfill the requests of every single yid for Hashana Toivo Mesuka, Betoiva Nirva Nigla with children, health and parnasa, all in an abundant way.